0: everybody welcome to joyfully you podcast i am your host kelsey lowe and i just love the intro to that song i always press play when i'm starting to record because it gets me pumped up and i hope that it brings you joy and gets you pumped up as well so today, the podcast episode is all around creating healthy intentions and taking control of your year. I'm actually going to be sharing um, a talk that I gave yesterday to um, a young, pro- it's young professionals and senior services. So it's people that are working in healthcare, people that are working with seniors. Um, but the thing is, creating healthy intentions is something that is applicable for all of us. And so I wanted to share with you the things that I shared with them, because I think it'll bring you a lot of value in your life. So... When we're talking about taking control back of our time, of our space, you know, we need to be aware of what makes us feel out of control. What is taking, you know, because if we're feeling in control, we're feeling powerful, right? And if you've been following along along on Joyfully You Podcast, you've heard me talk about my story of being in a relationship, realizing that I was um, letting myself be, sorry, I have a hair in my mouth and I was trying to grab it while talking. (laughs) You can't see me, but it kind of looked funny. Um, being in a relationship and realizing it was a narcissistic relationship. I just thought it was really difficult. I didn't understand why I was feeling this emotional whiplash all the time. Um, and that was like the, a big start of my empowerment journey was learning how to leave that relationship because I felt so tied to him. But at the same time, I hated him, but I loved him. And he, he uh, really rocked my self-confidence because when that relationship was over, I felt worthless, I felt completely worthless. I felt so inadequate. I felt so like i didn 't feel like I was walking away from my job. I felt like I felt worthless that's the only way to put it and you know if anyone has ever felt that way, I get it. It's just like feeling like there's nothing to give and and if someone has teared, torn down your confidence before, it is a process of rebuilding it. Um, And so that's kind of my come from. I want you to kind of know a little bit of the backstory. And lately, the things that have been a part of my empowerment journey has been traveling. Um, You know, that was a big bridge for me when I left that relationship and I left my corporate job. I was like working like 75 plus hours a week, like crazy, hated it, hated the commute. I was constantly being someone I wasn't to try to get approval of the world around me because I just so badly wanted to feel loved. And I didn't know how to create that love from within. Um, and so, you know, we, when we think about being in control, control is kind of an illusion, right? There's only a certain things that we're in control of and we're going to talk about that. But when we feel in control and whatever that means and looks like for you, we feel powerful, right? So the almost the opposite of feeling worthy. You know, if we're not feeling worthy, we're not feeling powerful. Um, and so power is a big value for me of that personal power. Like that's why I've devoted my the past three years of my life to women empowerment and what that means for us individually, and the things that create power and the things that take away our power. Um, And so I kind of narrowed it down for the biggest things that make us feel out of control is when we have the belief of there's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough resources. Basically, I'm not enough. Whenever we are at that feeling, that is called the scarcity mindset. Okay, so the scarcity mindset is when we are seeing the world from a place of lack. And when we are seeing things as not enough, and when we don't feel enough internally, nothing around us is going to seem enough. But here's the cool thing is often this is a train of thought where a worry might pop into our mind and then the train of thought starts picking up speed. And then we think, well, what if, well, what if, what if, and we start creating all of these unnecessary possible worst case scenarios because our ego thinks it's preparing for the worst, right? But all it's doing is creating patterns of rumination and what ruminating means is when you think about a worry over and over and over again. And so if you, so if you've never heard that word and you're like, holy shit, that's me. There you go. Ruminating. (laughs) Um, so you get to decide how you want to feel, right? You get to decide, how do I want to feel? And when a thought comes into your mind that doesn't feel empowering, that feels like, oh, it feels like sticky, it feels crunchy, it doesn't feel good in your body, doesn't feel good in your heart, in your mind, any of it, ask yourself, how could I see this differently? How could I see this differently? Because the opposite of scarcity mindset is abundance mindset. Believing that there is enough time, there is enough money, there is enough resources, and you yourself are enough. Because... I saw this study. It was like 90% of the worries that we have never actually happen. (laughs) Isn't that funny? We try to prepare so much for what could happen, but 90% of them don't even happen. It's just our mind wanting to feel and have a false sense of control. So it's preparing for things that are never going to happen. Okay. So there's also the conversation of trust. You get to trust in the process of your life. You get to trust in where you are at right now. Because if you can reflect back on the past, there's different things that you can look back and think, wow, wow, look how far I've come. Or wow, if I would have got that thing I wanted when I wanted it, I wouldn't have been ready. Or wow, look how things actually have worked out, even though I couldn't see it then. Um, So thinking about things that make us feel powerful And one of those things is having an abundance mindset, having the belief that there is enough, that you are enough. Okay. And so whenever you have a thought that pops into your mind, ask yourself, is this abundance mindset or is this scarcity mindset? So it's kind of like this filter that you can use to filter through your thoughts, um, to make sure that they are empowering you. Right. Because most of the time we have proof of both. We have just as much proof that it could work out as we do that it's not going to work out. But these are habits of thought. We have a ha- especially especially if you grew up with parents who were worry warts, that were always worrying, always questioning, always going, "Well, what if this happens? Well, what if this happens?" Okay. We learned it, and so we develop a habit of thinking that. Um, and so the cool thing is, is we can develop a habit of thinking what would be the best case scenario. A habit of, you know, I don't have proof, but I'm trusting that there's enough. And one of my favorite things is, if I don't have it right now, I don't need it. Because everything that I need is right here. And if you ever feel like, oh, bullshit, I don't need it. It's like, ask yourself, well, is that true? You're alive, you're here. So no, you don't actually need it right now, but you're allowed to come to the acceptance of not having something while at the same time taking steps towards getting it. But that comes down to trusting the process, okay? So I use this phrase a lot um, in my life with my clients is trusting the process, right? So I encourage you to use this as an affirmation of just affirming to yourself, I trust the process. And whatever that means for you, maybe it's the process of your life, maybe it's the process of whatever it is you're in right now. You know, if you're in school, if you're in a program, if you are, it's just work, you know? If you're a mom, it, whatever step or stage of life that you are in, affirm to your mind, body, and spirit, I trust the process. Because what is the other option? not trusting, right? Not trusting. You know, another way to look at abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset is coming from a place of love or coming from a place of fear. When we are looking at life and it's rooted in a place of love, we see things as enough. When we can feel enough within ourselves and loving ourselves where we are at, it is easier to look at the world around us and see it as enough as well. Our relationships thrive when our self-love is improved. Our The way we show up to work thrives because we aren't as hard and critical on ourselves, so it's easier to start again versus beating ourselves up. There's so many things in our life that changes when we start to see ourselves with the core belief of I am enough. It is enough. I trust the process. There is enough for what I need right now. And it doesn't mean that there isn't more coming, whatever that might be, you know. Um, But especially with scarcity mindset around time, you know, when we're setting intentions and you're worried about when things, and let's get clear on intentions versus goals. Goals are something tangible. There's a timeline. There's a start date. There's an end date. While intentions is about your way of being. Goals are about doing. Intentions are about being, it's about who you are being while you do those things. You know, are you being frustrated? Are you being pissed off? Are you being angry? Are you being rude? Are you being confident? Are you being powerful? Are you being loving, generous? Uh, who do you, how do you want to show up to your life? And that is really the core part of setting intentions. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up to your life? And this is a great question. How do you want other people to feel when they interact with you? We are only in control of our reactions and our responses. Okay. We have our business. Then there's other people's business and then there's God's business or the universe or whatever higher power you believe in. For me, God has just, that word has been feeling so good. So I'm like, that's God's business, right? If I'm worried about the future, I'm worried about the what ifs. I got my nose all up in God's business. But if I am worried about myself, I'm thinking about, okay, how can I show up? Because one of my favorite phrases, if it's to be, it's up to me. Okay. If I want to create joy in my life, it's up to me. If I want to feel joyful and calm and happy, it's up to me. Hey, lovely, if you are ready to take the lead in your life, if you are ready to cultivate self-love that empowers you, inspires you, and allows you to take action on the things that really matter to you in your life, then GLOW Self-Love Mastermind is open for enrollment. There is a link in the show notes that you could be able to join. This is a six-month mastermind that is for empathetic and spiritual women to come together to create sisterhood, to create empowerment, and to master our emotions. And it's not so much controlling them as it is surrendering to them and allowing for your feminine flow to guide you in your day, how to get into flow, how to create a meditation practice, how to be open to receiving everything that life has to offer. And so if that sounds good to you, there is a link below that you can schedule a free one-on-one call with me and we can be able to dive into your self-love journey. Here is what justice has to say about her experience with glow.
1: If you're on the fence about it, I just want to tell you that like, if you don't do it now, you're gonna do it in some way, somehow in the future. So if you don't do it, like literally right now, in a couple years, you're gonna kind of wish, like be thinking, what if I would have joined that program? Where would I have been then? Because the way I saw it, if I didn't join it now in that moment, I would have went all these couple years, struggling, lost, like, and I would have, I would have, put myself back more by not deciding to go into the program. I would have taken a step back rather than how I feel now is that I've taken 20 steps forward and there's no going back now because I did join GLOW. I did decide that as a path, even though I was on the fence about it, hardcore, I was like, is this really what I should do? And when I did make that decision to do it, I just, I know that that was exactly the decision that I needed to make.
0: All right, now let's get back to the episode. Um, and so noticing, where's my nose? Is it in my business? Is it in other people's business? Is it in God's business? Because anytime I find myself, you know, worrying about someone else or worrying about one of my sister, my brother or my sister, or worrying about friends or, you know, Worry is actually rooted in judgment, especially when you're worrying about other people and any frustrations you have with other people is a reflection of the frustrations you have with yourself. So think about that for a second, who in your life has been driving you wild, driving you nuts, frustrating you. What are the frustrations you have with that person? Okay. You know, it's like, oh, I just worry that X, Y, and Z, or they drive me crazy when they do X, Y, and Z. There's likely a reflection of you in there. I know there is. And so what I mean by that is if you're annoyed at something someone is doing, ask yourself, well, am I annoyed at myself when I'm doing that? You know, because we can only have love and compassion for the people around us at the level of love and compassion we have for ourselves. So... We get to put our nose in our own business. We get to decide how we want to feel. And in the morning, if you sit and write a to-do list, take the extra 30 seconds to write down three words to describe the person you want to be. So you got your to-do and you got your to-be, okay? You got your to-do list, you got your to-be list. That is an easy way to infuse intention into your day-to-day life. Um, And the other thing is gratitude. So, like, an example. I got yoga pants. I got a yoga mat, but it doesn't mean I practice yoga. I got a yoga attitude. Namaste all the way, baby. But it doesn't mean I'm practicing it. So it's the same thing for gratitude. You can be like, yeah, I'm grateful. There's so many things I'm grateful for. But are you practicing gratitude? Are you putting pen to paper and writing down the things that you are grateful for? Because if you're not, you're not practicing gratitude. Saying it on your mind isn't enough. <laughs> and I'm saying that because I just know the power of taking pen and putting it to paper. And so, sure, it is enough. But if you really want to create a powerful shift in your energy, in your compassion, in your confidence, then start making gratitude a priority. And if you ever feel like you don't know, like you're like, I don't know, I'm grateful for my family. Go deeper. Why? Why? Or if you're like, I don't know, I'm having a really hard time right now and it's really hard to look at things that I'm grateful for. If that's the case, then think about the things in your life that you would never want to lose. This is like the easiest way to um, remember the things that you're grateful for and be able to write that down and be in the practice of gratitude. Um, You know, what are the things in your life you never want to lose? It's like, oh, I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my car. I don't want to lose my kids. I don't want to lose my husband. I don't want to lose my boyfriend, my grandparents. Boom. Boom. That is what you get to give gratitude for. The things in your life you never want to lose are the things that you get to be grateful for and celebrate and enjoy and remember like, oh, I am grateful for that. And here's the extra kicker. Send a text message. Tell that person that you're grateful for them. If you practice this for seven days straight, do it, do it. Send me a message and I guarantee you're gonna have such a um, lighter feeling in your body because of the, the practice of gratitude and the practice of setting those intentions. Um, and I also have an intention setting prompt that walks you through a couple questions that makes it even easier to set intentions. If you follow me on Instagram, it's at Kelsey Lowe Show. If you send me a DM and just write the word intentions, if you write the word intentions, send it to me a DM, I will reply back with a PDF. It's just a little, it's like perfect for phones, opening it up. And you can save that PDF and it's a series of a couple questions on guiding you through creating a journaling practice and how to set those intentions and start to create a safe place within your mind. You know, the whole practice of mindfulness and meditation is noticing when our mind has wandered and gently bringing it back. Meditation is not about um, quieting the mind. I mean, sometimes it is. It's about quieting the chatter. But for me, I've I've never once made my goal in meditation to clear my mind. That's freaking impossible for me. The way I use a focal point, so I either use my breath or I hum. Humming is a powerful way to meditate because it requires you to be very aware of your breath. And so, using um, you know breathing, music, a humming. Um, counting my breath, where you count inhale one, exhale two, and this is a mental count, right? I'm not talking out loud, but each time you're doing it, it's so normal for, it's so say I stop humming or say I stop counting. The moment I realize I've stopped and I come back to that focal point, that in and of itself is the practice of meditation. It is learning how to take a back seat in our mind, and notice the thoughts that are coming up. And when we have something that we are continuously bringing our focus back to, it makes it a lot easier to relax the mind, relax the body, drop our shoulders. Oh yeah, you're listening to this, doesn't matter what you're doing, drop your shoulders, okay? Let your body relax. And when we start doing this in meditation, even if you're starting with a couple minutes a day, you will start to feel a shift in your day-to-day life. Because when we get into the practice of noticing our thoughts and bringing them back in meditation, we can get into the practice of noticing our thoughts and reframing them in our day-to-day life. So I have this phrase that I just kind of made up is find the train, slow it down, and turn it around. So if you have a train of thought or a thought that pops up into your mind, you can allow that train of thought to get faster and faster and faster and faster Or you can slow it down. And eventually when it comes to a stop, you can turn it around. And what I mean by that is if you worry of like, oh my gosh, am I going to have enough money for X, Y, Z? That's the train of thought. And you know that you can go down a rabbit hole of thought with that one. And that train of thought could pick up speed or you can stop yourself. And this is, you know, micro moments with yourself of noticing, wait, it's always worked out. So I'm going to trust the process that it's going to work out this time. It's worked out in the past. I'm trusting it's going to work out again. Okay. Um, that is a small example. Or if you're like, I'm scared to get sick. Okay. Let's frame that instead of I'm scared to get sick. How could we look at that by saying the same thing, but without using the word sick, I want to be healthy. I want to stay healthy. It, it means the same thing, but it has a completely different vibration. So find the train, slow it down, turn it around. Find ways to say the same thing that you're feeling, but using a positive word. Because the reason why is our mind is still listening. Our body is listening. If we're repeating in our mind, I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to have anxiety. All the mind is doing is hearing the word anxiety, and that's recalling all the past moments of having it. So a way to say that exact same thing, but in a different way is, I I want to feel calm. I want to feel calm calm, allowing that word to be reverberated in your mind. If you've been overwhelmed and you haven't felt organized, you know, whenever you start to criticize yourself of being like, Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Or, Oh my God, why'd I do that? Stop the train. Be like, okay, I, I, I didn't like the way that I did that, but I choose to love myself anyways. And I'm learning and I'm getting better because It's likely that, you know, even something you're struggling at or that you're not liking about yourself, you still have probably improved in it than you have ever in the past. And if you haven't improved on it, give yourself permission to be new at something, humble yourself enough. And this requires us to kind of release control a little bit, especially around meditation, journaling, mindfulness. If these are things you've never done before, you got to give yourself permission to be brand new. And that requires us to have A connection with our inner child, because the child within always wants to learn new things. But if you, as a little, as a child, was maybe criticized by teachers, or you felt like, "Oh, I'm not good at that," you know, that fear of getting graded starts coming out whenever we learn something new. And you get to remind yourself, "There's no grades here. I win or I learn, and I'm giving myself grace. I give myself permission to be new." I give myself permission to not know all the answers and I give myself permission to be curious and to try. It's not that serious, right? We get to relax the body and we get to affirm to our mind, body, spirit, I could do this and it doesn't have to be perfect and I don't have to have all the answers and I choose to trust the process, okay? And my favorite way to affirm myself and I say this to myself quite a bit because it's the most comforting thing and it speaks to my adult self, my child self, it speaks to all forms of me, is I am loved and I am infinitely supported. I am loved and I'm infinitely supported. And if you feel like, no, I'm not, people don't love me, well, God loves you. And if you don't believe in God, well, guess what? You love you, right? Right? So affirm, I am loved, and infinitely supported. Say it with me. I am loved and infinitely supported. Mmm, feels so good. Um, So I love you guys so much. If you guys have enjoyed this episode, send me a message on Instagram. Say hi. You can send me a direct message and just type the word intentions and I'll reply back with a PDF that you can download Um, That will really set you up for writing those morning intentions. Um, One thing I do need to mention that I did share in the Creating um, Morning Habits episode is being very mindful of your cell phone, okay? Because that's something I'm like remembering. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't say this. Like one of the biggest things that can hijack our train of thought and send us down a road of comparison, self-doubt is grabbing our cell phone first thing in the morning and going to bed with our cell phone. And so, you know how I'm always giving you these affirming thoughts like, you know, I am loved and I'm supported. I choose to trust the process. I am worthy of anything I desire. I, you know, when I'm giving you those those things, those are the types of things that you can be writing in your journal or that even if there's just one mantra or one affirmation that sticks with you, But here's the thing. If our phone is in our face, we are being so stimulated by all of the things online that it doesn't make any space for our own thoughts. It doesn't create an internal safe zone for us to hear our intuition, for us, for our mind to be able to quiet and soothe ourselves. You know what I mean? And so I am very strict on my consumption of information. So at night, I make sure that like when I'm getting ready for bed, once I wash my face and start brushing my teeth, there's no phone for me. Like that's when I'm like, all right, phone, because I let myself wind down. I let myself kind of reflect on the day. Am I perfect at this? Heck no. Sometimes I'm just having a good old time on social media, checking things out, you know, or seeing who's messaging me. You know, I run my whole business on Instagram, but I view it as the 45 minutes before I go to bed and the 45 minutes when I wake up. 30 minutes minimum, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's a freaking hour and a half. Because when we wake up, we are the most susceptible to information. We are most susceptible to being programmed by other people's messages, right? If someone's telling you that you should be a certain way and you are still waking up, that is programming you to believing that. So then what does that do? It makes us feel like who we are isn't enough because we aren't the way someone just said we should be. Should being the keyword right? Don't should on yourself and take control of your consumption and of your exposure to technology, right? There's so many levels of it. Yes, it can hijack your train of thought. And if we look at it right when we wake up, um, you're letting the world tell you what to think and how to feel. Before you're ever being able to set those intentions for yourself. Can you see how much this can like disconnect us from our own personal power? And so the other thing too is turning off all notifications on your phone. Um, When we have notifications turned on, our thoughts and our focus is constantly hijacked. Constantly, you know. I mean, you guys. I'm sure if you if you're working and an email pops up, you go check that email. It takes like 20 minutes sometimes to get back to whatever that task was. Um, and so the same thing can happen with our thoughts. One thing can pop up and boom, we go down a rabbit hole, or that train of thought starts picking up speed in a disempowered direction, and we're not feeling good. But If we have those notifications turned off, then we can be in control of when we sit down and decide to open up those apps. So I highly recommend taking those actions ASAP, turning your notifications off. I'm not saying don't be on your phone. I'm just saying be very in charge of when you are consuming and participating and using your phone and be very aware of how sensitive we are to information in the mornings and in the evenings. Um, So I hope you guys have liked this episode. Again, send me a DM on Instagram. Just type the word intentions and I will send you you that PDF of uh, easy prompt to follow that you could be able to use every day and setting intentions with a journal. Um, This is something that can take you five minutes, right? But that five minutes can reverberate and make an effect on your entire day, your entire energy, your entire mood, all of it. So... um, if this is your first time listening, I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome. I'm Kelsey. I'm so happy to meet you. If you've been listening for a while, oh, I love you. Welcome back. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, if you're liking it, take a screen, take a screenshot of your phone or maybe take a picture of whatever it is that you are looking at. If you're walking, taking a walk or if you're sitting at home, if you're in your office, um, and post it to Instagram and tag me. I love to connect with you and to meet you on the interwebs. You know what I'm saying, darling? (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I hope you have the most amazing day, the most amazing evening, or whatever time it happens to be while you're listening to this. And I will catch you on the next episode.